1: is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298 CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio.
0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Republicans know exactly what they'll do if they do well in the midterms.
2: Should Republicans retake the House following the midterm elections, the IRS is at the top of their to-do list. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says the first piece of legislation would roll back Internal Revenue Service funds in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, thereby eliminating 87,000 IRS agent positions. The next order of business? A series of investigations, ranging from Anthony Fauci's role in the coronavirus response and Hunter Biden's ties to Russia and China. Tasha Stevens reporting.
0: Well, Two years after Oregon residents voted to decriminalize hard drugs and dedicated millions for treatment, very few people have actually requested those services. Also, officials say the state has been very slow to channel the funds. This is SRN News.
1: AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Partly sunny with breezy conditions this afternoon, 68 the expected high. Thank you for your contributions to our Here to Help campaign as we supported the Salvation Army, helping people not have to make the difficult decisions like rent or food. You helped us do that thanks to Geriton Medical to help us too. You raised $27,000. Portions of this program may have been prerecorded. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280, The Patriot Studios in Egan. here is The
3: Closer, Brad Carlson. AM-1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast, we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow along at Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in, and we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. seems to me Mitch indicated he was having technical difficulties yesterday, but as far as I know, it's up and running. Our good friend Wild Wilson has left a couple of comments uh, as he is uh, tuned in and out, so uh, we certainly appreciate that. So hopefully you all uh, can tune in there as well, and if you have a comment or question, again, uh, feel free to use that comment section as well. It's nice to have the interaction with the listeners, that is for sure. Well, I want to talk about uh, uh, some local issues this hour. And, again, don't forget we're going to have uh, Jim Schultz on at 2.30. He is the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. And I've said from the outset this is the one race that Republicans have a golden opportunity to win and thus end our 16-year losing streak in statewide races. Uh, I think we've got a great shot to win the auditor's race as well with uh, Ryan Wilson uh gubernatorial race not as overly optimistic about that i'd love to be proven wrong i would love to be proven wrong in fact uh there's a one listener in particular that i told you can come in uh, the sunday after election day if scott jensen is elected and jump up and down on the table for 30 seconds and point at me and yell i told you so i told you so over the air okay can we make that work consigliere yeah i'll be here all right okay (laughs) Uh, I got I got to check with our new operations manager to be sure that that's OK, because uh, I don't want to go making promises I can't keep. But uh, anyways, I do gross So I want to talk about a scandal that is finally getting some notoriety. And it seems like when there are big scandals that happen in the state of Minnesota, the local media is kind of the last to catch on. But when it gets out of control, they can't help. But uh cover it. This of course has to do with the uh feeding our future uh scandal. David Strom, uh another AM twelve eighty alum, you remember David Strom and, and his uh bride, Margaret Martin, back in the day, hosted Taxpayers League Live on Saturdays. Uh way back when the Northern Alliance got started. David was kind of a was a quasi-member of the Northern Alliance. Uh he's writing for hot air now, along with Northern Alliance Radio Network alum Ed Morrissey. So Good to have David back in the Salem family because, of course, Salem Communications now owns Town Hall as one of its many publications. Uh, David, of course, living in Minneapolis, uh, wrote about this at Hot Air, which is getting national exposure. Uh, And I'll just read a couple of excerpts. In just a couple of years, a quarter of a billion dollars was stolen in one state by a few dozen people out in the open for the world to see. And nobody in the state government did anything about it, and no local news media dove into it until the feds started cracking down on the perpetrators. How did they get away with it? Connections, particularly connections with highly placed politicians such as Mayor Fry in Minneapolis and squad member Representative Ilan Omar. Minneapolis City Council member Jamal Osman helped found a nonprofit involved in the fraudulent scheme. The list of corrupt officials gets longer the deeper you dive. Two former Minneapolis city officials were among those who were indicted. And this is uh, from a Star Tribune story. A former aide to Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry and a former board chair of the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority were among the dozens indicted Tuesday in connection with a sweeping scheme to defraud the government of millions meant to feed children. In court documents, federal prosecutors allege that Abdi Nur Salah, who previously worked in Fry's office, and Shamark Issa, who previously worked or who previously chaired the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority Board, were part of a cohort who claimed to provide meals to needy children but instead used the money for personal purchases, including to buy a piece of real estate together. But Salah and Issa left their posts in February. According to the indictment, Issa created a company called Minnesota Somali Community and fraudulently caused the Minnesota Department of Education to pay out more than $7.4 million to programs meant to feed uh, children between November 2020 and December 2021. Rather than provide hundreds of thousands of meals to children, it was further part of the scheme that Issa acquired multiple pieces of property including a $785,000 house for himself, the indictment said. And I'll continue to read from uh, David Strom's piece. The money was distributed by the Minnesota Department of Education, and they had to know that massive fraud was going on. A quarter of a billion dollars doesn't disappear into thin air without somebody noticing. Either they were intimidated by the political clout behind the fraud, or they were scared to death of appearing racist. Because, you see, almost all the fraud was committed by and went to members of the newly arrived Somali community in Minnesota. There is a video that was posted uh, which members of the Somali community thanked Feeding Our Future CEO Amy Amy Bach, who fronted the organization for her work. The work was funneling a quarter billion in cold, hard cash into their pockets. So this was a, an enormous scandal, and Governor Walls decided to come out and comment on because if you remember, maybe you don't remember, there was a lawsuit that was brought by uh, Feeding Our Future when Minnesota Department of Education was ceasing the payments for whatever reason, and Governor Tim Walls came out. And said, you know, looking back, that lawsuit where the judge ruled against Minnesota Department of Education and thus Minnesota Department of Education continuing the payments, what, what, what's going on with that? And here was uh, Tim Walls giving himself a pat on the back. Uh, we caught this fraud, Wall said. By the way, this is from sahanjournal.com. We caught this fraud, Walls said. We caught it very early. We alerted the right people. Federal prosecutors announced charges Tuesday against defendants allegedly involved in a massive Minnesota-based scam that defrauded 250 million in federal aid, federal food aid money intended to feed low-income children. The indictments against feeding our future executive director Amy Bach and her alleged co-conspirators are quickly becoming a source of political bl- blame and backpating in an election year with several offices at stake. Federal prosecutors allege that Bach and several organizations that worked under Feeding Our Future greatly exaggerated or completely made up the number of meals they served in order to receive federal funds that that they used instead to buy homes, cars, and other goods. Republican gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen, a former state senator, posted a video to his Twitter account Tuesday evening, said fraud is widespread in Minnesota under the lack of leadership under Tim Walz. Republicans are criticizing the walls administration for failing to halt the alleged fraud while the governor is eager to highlight steps the state government took last year to crack down on feeding our future well I'm sorry um, if you really want to take a lot of credit th- this this isn't something that's worthy of applause for finding two hundred and fifty million dollars in fraud are we glad are we glad it stopped there of course but You know, a friend of the show, Jeff Cole, made a great point on his Twitter feed. You know when it's best to stop this? After, oh, I don't know, a few hundred thousand? Maybe even a million dollars? But you're you're patting yourself on the back over stopping $250 million? How did it get there in the first place? Doesn't some soul-searching need to, to take place here? Shouldn't that be the first order of businesses ensuring this doesn't happen again? I mean, the Health and Human Services... Uh, waste, fraud, and abuse that was being highlighted, that there were committee hearings taking place. And that, of course, that was splashed all over the headlines before the pandemic hit. And then, of course, our focus shifted quite a bit. How about the daycare scandal? The daycare reimbursement scandal? All, All of that waste, fraud, and abuse. Yet somehow we have a surplus of tax dollars each and every budget cycle. So uh, kind of jumping ahead here, a reporter asked Walls on Thursday if he thought the judge who told your education department to restart payment should resign. I would hope there would be an investigation into that, Walls said, because just to be candid, and I'm very careful about this, and I understand my position and the separation of powers, we respected the judge's decision. But I could, and yes, on this one, I could tell you I was speechless. Unbelievable that this ruling would come down. Did not know what to say. Obviously, we had to honor it, it being the judge's order. So basically, this was Thursday. Governor Walls throws a judge from a different branch of government under the bus for his ruling. Well, the judge in this particular case, uh, John Guthman, who, again, was is accused of forcing the state to restart payments to the nonprofit in 2021, uh, Guthman seems to have a different interpretation of his ruling. It is very rare that a member of the judicial branch will come out and make a public statement because typically of the branches of government, legislative and executive branches, they're the ones that are out front preening, making statements and whatnot, where judges, they typically render their decisions, kind of the check and balance on the legislative and executive branches, and they aren't political. They aren't supposed to be political. So as a result, they don't come out and make statements. Well, the fact that Judge Guthman decided to come out and give a different account of what he remembers about that decision uh, that could be a pretty damning indictment, uh, pardon the pun, on the Walls administration. We'll come back with that and take more of your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
1: Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again. Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep. It's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code S-A-L-E-M. Use code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin.
5: Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS.
1: I
0: got behind in my taxes. It's a horrible feeling.
5: He was in denial.
0: And when I got those letters from the IRS, he wanted to act like they didn't exist.
5: Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients.
0: Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me.
5: The fast action and the great results made Dan's head spin.
0: I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good.
5: For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation.
0: If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now.
5: Call 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
1: After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tavoya is now coaching us through today's Insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tavoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM1280 The Patriot in the App Store.
2: Hey, welcome
3: back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio right Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag NARNshow for comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Talking about the Feeding Our Future scandal, where there were several indictments handed down. I think it was 47, 48 individuals accused of defrauding uh, $250 million that's a quarter of a billion dollars of money earmarked to feed needy children. Uh, and Governor Walls, when asked about it, this was kind of a leading question, but someone says, uh, "Hey, you know, uh, Governor Walls, uh, the judge who told your education department uh, to restart the payments, uh, don't you think he should resign?" And the governor came out and said, "Well, you know, I I think there should be an investigation. If nothing else, I was speechless." Unbelievable that this ruling would come down. I did not know what to say. So uh, this was Thursday, and again, a member of the executive branch typically don't feel compelled to respond to criticism, given the nature of what they do. But Judge, uh, he's a with the Ramsey County District Court Judge John H. Guffman came out. And there was a clarification, and I'll read this uh, statement here. This was posted by several outlets on Twitter. Uh, Since the investigation of Feeding Our Future by law enforcement became public in January 2022, numerous media outlets have reported on the investigation and the events leading to the federal criminal indictments. Many of the reports commented on the civil lawsuit filed in Ramsey County District Court by Feeding Our Future against the Minnesota Department of Education, in November 2020. The original lawsuit was based solely on claims that the Department of Education violated federal regulations and laws prohibiting race discrimination by failing to act on Feeding Our Futures applications for new food distribution sites as part of its administration of the federal child and adult care food Program. Judge Guthman was initially assigned to the case. The lawsuit included a motion by Feeding Our Future for an order to require the DOE to act on pending site applications. Before the court could rule, the parties reached an agreement in which the Department of Education agreed to handle these federally regulated site applications reasonably promptly. A consent ordering approving this settlement was issued on December 22nd, 2020. So what this is saying is the issue of payments was then rendered moot because they already, the two parties, in this case, Feeding Our Future and the Department of Education, agreed that the applications would be handled in a more prompt manner within the guidelines of federal regulations. Nothing in the judge's decision said you need to continue to make these payments. In fact, this is what this statement here said. The Department of Education suspended payments to Feeding Our Future based on a serious deficiencies letter it issued to FOF on March 2021. As a result, FOF filed a motion asking Judge Guthman to order the Department of Education to resume payments and to pay sanctions. Judge Guthman never ordered the Department of Education to resume payments to Feeding Our Future in April 2021 or at any time. Therefore, or excuse me, thereafter, the Department of Education voluntarily resumed making payments to Feeding Our Future. The Department of Education was not ordered by the court to do so. After the department resumed voluntary payments, counsel for the Department of Education wrote the court asking that free Feeding Our Futures motions, motion for sanctions based on nonpayment be denied as moot because the department voluntarily resumed payments. In a later court filing related to Feeding Our Futures separate motion, For sanctions based on the failure to approve or deny 144 applications for new food delivery sites, the Department of Education advised the court that feeding our futures serious deficiencies were resolved as of June 4, 2021. Of the 144 applications, 143 were denied, resulting in feeding our futures separate administrative appeal. On February 6, 2022, the Star Tribune reported on a federal investigation of FOF, the article included the following false statement. In April 2021, Ramsey County District Judge John Guffman told the department it didn't have the authority to stop payments and ordered the department to resume payments. Since February, that Star Tribune quote has been repeated or paraphrased on many occasions by many other media outlets. The same media sources reported that, in April, in her April 4, 2022, testimony to the Minnesota Senate, the Commissioner of the Education Department stated that the Minnesota Department of Education tried to stop payments to FOF, only to be ordered by Judge Guthman to resume payments. That is false. Then, when federal indictments were announced this past week, many new reports were published. On September 22nd, Governor Tim Walz told the media that the MDE attempted to end payments. To feeding our future because of possible fraud, but Judge Guffman ordered payments to continue in April 2021. That is also false. As the public court record and Judge Guffman's orders make plain, Judge Guffman never issued an order requiring the MDE to resume food reimbursement payments to feeding our future. The Department of Education voluntarily. Resume payments and inform the court that FOF resolved the serious deficiencies that prompted it to suspend payments temporarily. All of the Minnesota Department of Education food reimbursement payments to FOF were made voluntarily, without any court order. So, if you want to look at this further, and good friend of the broadcast and house can't my house candidate up in New House District Thirty One B. Uh, or, I'm sorry, 31A, Harry Niska, uh, posted the documents of the agreement. He said, here's the reference stipulation agreement signed by Walz's assistant education commissioner. And I have to look at this on my phone because it's the only way I could enlarge this quickly, so apologize for that. This stipulation is made and entered into by uh, and between Feeding Our Future and the Minnesota Department of Education. Whereas Feeding Our Future brought a motion for an emergency temporary restraining order and injunction, and whereas the parties stipulate and agree to resolve the motion according to the following terms MDE will approve or disapprove Feeding Our Future's, uh, I got to see what this acronym is, child and adult care food program and summer food service program applications that are correct and complete in a reasonably prompt manner. And again, this is all legal gobbledygook, so I won't read the rest of it. But this was signed in December of 2020 by Feeding Our Futures Executive Director Amy Bach and Minnesota Department of Education Assistant Commissioner Darren Corti. So the only thing that the judge ruled on is like, look, you two entered into an agreement, whereas the applications would be processed in accordance with federal regulations. Which feeding our future was alleging Minnesota Department of Education was violating. That's the only ruling the judge made. He never said, resume the payments. He said, stick with the agreement you two made. And as Harry Niska notes, that uh, it's uh, he notes here in his uh, um, Twitter thread that he put forth on either Friday or Saturday, judges tend not to be very sympathetic when a party. Doesn't follow through on a settlement. That's the only thing he was ruling on. So this idea that they were that uh that the Wall's administration believes that Judge Guthman ordered the payments to be resumed, despite there being credible evidence of fraud, uh, turns out is emphatically false, and the judge's office. And the Ramsey County District Courts Office gave a very thorough refutation of the governor's assertion there. And, hey, how convenient. Early voting just started, I think, on Friday. And without nary a debate between the gubernatorial candidates, public, real open public debate. So it's very clear Governor Walls is just trying to run out the clock here. And is this something that could possibly tip the scales in favor of Scott Jensen? I don't know that any, certainly no progressives are going to change their vote. Is this something that could have an impact on independence? Well, the story is starting to get circulated out there more heavily. It has to. A quarter of a billion dollars in fraud at the state level that's being now reported on nationally? Yeah, it could have an impact. Will it be too little, too late? I have no idea. But the fact that there are enterprising journalists, granted it's not many local journalists, but some enterprising journalists, as well as Twitter crowdsourcing, coming out and giving actual court documents saying, ah, this seems to fly in the face of what the governor is saying. Yeah, that could go a long way. That could be helpful. So... Uh, this was just a, uh, a stunning failure all around by the people in power. And our guests that we're going to talk to at 2.30, 2.33 to be precise, Jim Schultz, a Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Uh, Keith Ellison was already vulnerable. And after hearing a lot of what's been going on recently, uh, this certainly is going to bolster Jim Schultz's candidacy. So we're looking forward to talking to him within a few minutes. So we hope you stay tuned for that. And, again, we're here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson and Close are coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
2: I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, the red light came on and the right front tire was low. And the next day I called and Justin answered. He said, let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Invergrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was Excellent.
1: Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. Warning, warning, warning. Warning.
3: Warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue be careful. Once you try a Patriot burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's
1: the Rack Shack Barbecue at rackshackbarbecue.com. Get that
0: Rack Shack attack. Rack Barbecue. yeah. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff.
5: Hi, I'm Trish. His better half. And we're from Oakdale.
0: We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values.
5: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
0: I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there
5: weren't strings
0: attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life.
5: Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions and it just makes them better adults
2: send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year no strings attached for details and participating schools visit twincitiestuitions.com that's twincitiestuitions.com
6: how are things on the west coast
1: i hear you moving real fine
3: hey welcome back games movie the patriots <laughs> Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And again, feel free to check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. So leave a comment or question on that thread as well. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I want to get to our first guest, So well, I guess our only guest of the broadcast today, uh, Jim Schultz. Yeah, Jim is the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Uh, we've been saying here in this broadcast that Keith Ellison from day one has been probably the most vulnerable statewide incumbent. And it turns out we have a chance to pick off a few statewide races, but this one, in my opinion, remains the strongest. So the guy to get that done and to uh, oust Keith Ellison from office joins us now via telephone. Jim Schultz, always good to talk to you, sir. How are you?
4: Hey, Brad, I'm doing well. It's great to be on with you again.
3: So uh, where are you today, sir? I imagine, uh, you know, uh, less than uh, 50 days till Election Day, uh, out hitting the trail, campaigning, a lot of fun events on this beautiful day, do you?
4: Yes, that's right. That's right. We started the day in the West Metro here, and I'm going to have another event here in Minneapolis shortly, and uh, another radio interview after this as well. And we're all over the state, working hard every single day, making sure that uh, Minnesotans um, here are our message that Minnesota deserves better. Minnesota deserves safe communities again, and uh, people who will support the police and ensure that we deal with the incredible crime problems out there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Along those lines, Jim Schultz, obviously uh, Attorney General we, Keith Ellison has been in, in that office when he, after he was elected in 2018, he's someone who got national recognition when he was a member of Congress. So uh, he's kind of been a very uh, familiar face for this particular office. A lot of the criticisms I'm seeing. Is uh, how, you know, or people touting Keith Ellison's candidacy is like, well, if I want someone to remain in the office that convicted uh, Derek Chauvin, there seems to be a lot of misunderstanding or misperception what this office is about, Jim Schultz. Uh, kind of maybe give a clarification of what this actually entails, uh, because uh little hint Keith Ellison wasn't in the courtroom when uh, Derek Chauvin was on trial. <laughs> That's
4: right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Keith Ellison was a def- criminal defense attorney for a few years and then was, spent a the whole ton of time in Congress. And um, when he was elected, he was probably the most inexperienced attorney general in Minnesota's history. And it, and it shows every day of the week. You know, the attorney general doesn't go to cor- court every day. No attorney general does. Frankly, most never go there. And the attorney general's office, you know, ultimately needs to uh, be, you know, the attorney general needs to set the right policy, set the right vision for the office, hire the right people. And in that office right now, we have an attorney general who's a far left political activist. That's what Keith Ellison always has been. And we've seen it. You know, we've seen, saw him get behind the defund the police movement, mm. and we've seen the results of that. hundred murders in Minneapolis last year, comparable numbers this year, and crime and violence bleeding out to the suburbs and the rest of the state. And it's an absolute outrage. It is an absolute outrage. You know, it's not just it's not just dumb to embrace policies like like defunding the police. It's immoral. It is immoral to embrace policies that lead to such violence and crime on our streets. And we're going to continue holding him accountable for that, you know, and he likes to brag about, you know, an occasional successful prosecution. I mean, this guy has been in office for nearly four years and, you know, he occasionally, um, he occasionally gets it right. I mean, it, it's embarrassing that, uh, that he, that he's, you know, that he's um, uh, bragging about uh, one or two successful prosecutions. We need an attorney general that will rebuild the criminal division of that office that, uh, that ensures that we end the revolving door of criminals not being held accountable for their actions an attorney general, that will have the back of law enforcement, and that's what I'll be when we're elected here in November.
3: Obviously, we're hearing a lot about public safety, and rightly so. And we just heard it from you at the outset here, Jim. Is yeah, there there, there definitely is a crime problem, and we hear, we're hearing a lot about it and seeing it play out in the in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, a lot of what we are hearing is specifically the county attorneys, um, maybe not prosecuting to the fullest extent of the law in these absurdly violent criminals getting lenient sentences and inevitably reoffend, and that's what we're seeing a lot of. And a lot of that, again, seems to pinpoint to the county attorney. So the natural question is, what responsibility or what impact, if any, uh, can an attorney general have with that? Is there any purview over these county attorneys, Jim Schultz? <laughs>
4: Well, yeah, so there's some you know, kind of pretty bad county attorneys out there that um, just have the wrong, false, awful approach. And with them, we need to set the right stone from the top in the Attorney General's office. What we need to do is say that it is unacceptable for prosecutors not to do their job, for judges not to do their job. It is unacceptable for elected officials charged with ensuring justice, charged with keeping Minnesotans safe, failing to do their jobs. And we have seen a lot of that in recent years, particularly in the Metro. Um, but we also need an Attorney General's office that has the resources to support county attorneys around the state, many of whom are looking for, for help, for sophistication from the Attorney General's Office, right. for, the, uh, for uh, the additional resources that the Attorney General's Office provides. And I've been talking with sheriffs around the state, 22 of whom have endorsed me, as you would expect, zero have endorsed Keith Ellison. Um, and they, again and again, will say, we used to be able to go to the Attorney General's Office for advice, guidance, in ensuring that we can keep, uh, uh, keep our com- community safe. And we haven't gotten that lately. And, um, and it's an absolute outrage. Um, and so what we need is an attorney general's office that's equipped to aggressively prosecute crime and then sets the tone from the top. Part of the reason we've had such, such crime, such attrition on our police forces is that we've had from the top, whether it be Keith Ellison or others, who have emboldened criminals and undermined law enforcement over these past few years. That's an outrage and a disgrace. And that's why we have such extraordinary crime out there. And so that's what we need to do in this office to, to turn things around.
3: Yeah, and it makes perfect sense that uh, crime and public safety are, are near the top of the issues that uh, Minnesotans are concerned about, particularly in the in the metropolitan areas. I mean, it, again, it's not just exclusive to, you know, the urban areas like Minneapolis and St. Paul. I mean, we we're hearing about things uh, taking place in the first-ring suburbs. I mean, I, I was still yep. shocked to hear a ravage of property crime out in Orono. I mean, Orono, I mean, you just don't expect to hear yeah. that. But along those same lines, Jim yep. Schultz, obviously, this is a statewide race, and as you get further out outside the metro, say outstate, out in rural areas, let's be honest, they don't have quite the same concerns or issues. Yeah, they're concerned for their brethren that live in the metropolitan area, but they don't. That maybe isn't at the top of their list. So as you're getting further out state, what are some of the things that you're hearing from those particular voters?
4: Yeah, yeah, you know that you know, it does touch out there. You know, you got some violent crime, then you've got uh, some serious drug issues and sex trafficking issues, things like that. And again, that the attorney general's office has been missing in action. I'll tell one thing that, that you know people bring up all around the state, and we've of course seen it in the news this week, is the feeding our future fraud. I mean, mm-hmm. this is two hundred and fifty million dollars stolen from taxpayers, meant for kids' lunches. You can imagine a few things more evil, uh, you, can, you can imagine hardly anything more evil than stealing money meant for kids' lunches. But that's what happened here. And the attorney general's office, again, was missing in action. This is an office that's charged with overseeing nonprofits in the state. There were dramatic red flags for years, and it's a red flags sufficient for the FBI to be notifi- notified. But even after they did that, they distributed hundreds of millions of dollars to this fraudulent nonprofit. That is an absolute outrage. I mean, I I cannot imagine an attorney general's office being less competent than this one. If we we had a competent attorney general, they would have immediately subpoenaed the bank records associated with feeding our future and the people around it and would have identified this fraud early on. But they didn't. They just kept they just kind of kept going along to get along. They were focused on these other far left left policies and they weren't focused. On ensuring that um, that fraud is um, undermined in our state, and that this extraordinary fraud, really historic fraud, was um, was appropriately dealt with, and now we're seeing the, the consequences of that. And people are, I'll tell you, people around the state, in the metro, Greater Minnesota, and otherwise, are really, really angry about it.
3: Yeah, uh, perfectly understandable. I mean, yeah, that that's something that affects you know, taxpayers throughout the, the the state of Minnesota. I mean, you hear that unconscionable number. I mean, a quarter of a billion dollars. It's just. Uh, absolutely unbelievable yeah. how that uh, could happen. But along those same lines, now you alluded to the fact that the uh, criminal division in the attorney general's office has been severely depleted under uh, 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 during Ellison's tenure. Uh, has any enterprising journalists, uh, have you been able to talk to and ask how something like that could be allowed to happen in an attorney general's office, Jim Schultz? Yeah.
4: Well, you know, we're we're working on it every day of the week. Unfortunately, as you know, we don't get a whole lot of uh, a lot of help from the uh, from the Minnesota media that um, often um, often uh, does you know gives a lot of cover to Democrats in the right. state. But we'll be doing some some stuff ourselves here in the coming weeks here to really articulate to the public exactly what went wrong and exactly how the Attorney General's Office in Minnesota was at the center of it. I mean, this is, this is historic fraud. I mean, and this is representative of an attorney general's office that is focused on all the wrong things. We need an attorney general's office that gets, you know, that gets back to basics, that ensures that businesses that commit fraud are held accountable, that ensures that nonprofits that commit fraud um, and other wrongdoing are held accountable, and that ensures that serious crime, serious crime that we've had in the metro, uh, violent crime and otherwise, um, is, is appropriately prosecuted, that we end the revolving door. And so that's what we need in this office, an office that gets back to basics, away from this incredibly um, hyper-politicized environment that Keith Ellison has cultivated. And that's what we're going to deliver when we win in November. And you let off the episode with uh, the, the, uh, the interview here with, um, you know, discussion of um, the, the status of this race. And we're up. And the most recent poll had us up by three and a half points. We're on track to get this done. This would be the first time when we win. I, and with the help of your listeners and, other, and others, we're going to make sure that we get this done. We're going to win this office for the first time in 56 years, and we're going to turn it around, and we're going to do a heck of a lot of good for every single Minnesotan.
3: Outstanding, yeah. And the polls have looked good pretty much from day one, Jim Schultz, once you became the official nominee. You've always, at the very least, been within the – at worst, have always been within the margin of error. And, yes, I've seen some of those similar polls that have showed you with a a pretty solid lead. But uh, uh, you would think if a candidate is trailing – they would want to get out there and maybe uh, tout their record and give uh, voters a case of why they should uh, be re- reelected. Keith Ellison hasn't acquiesced to that yet, Jim Schultz?
5: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, actually, you know, he did. we did get him just uh, just recently. We um, He knows he's down, so he knows he's got our, agreed at some debates here. So now we do have him for four debates here okay. in October. So Great. we got him on, on the schedule for four debates, including uh, the traditional KSTP debate. And I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to it because... You know, he, he feels like he's got to do this debate because he's uh, he's behind. But I'll tell you, it's only going to get worse for him because, you know, I, I am chomping at the bit to, um, to articulate how incredibly incompetent and far left extreme his attorney general's office has been. And I'm just I'm very you know, how do you defend a record where you presided over the worst increase in violent crime in several decades in our state? During a time in which you're advocating for defunding the police, you can't defend it. It's absolutely indefensible, and I am looking forward to to, um, to articulating that indefensible to have presided over a, half, a quarter of a billion dollars being stolen from taxpayers. It's indefensible to get behind every far left cause that Keith Ellison has uh, has gotten behind, and so I am um, I, I, I cannot wait for these uh, for these debates, and it's going to be uh, to be an opportunity for us. Minnesotans to again be reminded how uh, exactly how incompetent and how extreme he's has been the attorney general.
3: Yeah, it it doesn't seem like Minnesota is, is the top priority for his office. I mean, being in cahoots with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's climate change initiatives or Bloomberg's gun grabbing initiatives, yeah. that doesn't scream Minnesota issues, there, uh, Jim Schultz.
4: Yeah, well, it's right. I mean, he, this is a guy who spends his days suing Ron DeSantis or uh, or suing. uh, Suing energy companies with lawyers paid for by Michael Bloomberg. I mean, that in itself is is an egregious issue. You know, you've got a couple attorneys paid for by a private billionaire in that office doing far-left environmental litigation. Now that's an incredible conflict of interest. You cannot have attorneys paid for by private parties. There, I mean, the the, the Attorney General's office in Minnesota could be called upon to sue Michael Bloomberg. I mean, the uh, the idea that you've got attorneys in that office paid for by him is just outrageous. And um, again, just representative of how hyper politicized his office has become. And so, you know, you, you it, it's hard to know where to start. To where to start with uh, with Keith Ellison because there's just so much, um, so much extremism, so much incompetence. And um I you know I'm I'm certainly looking forward to uh continuing to you know to articulate that case, you know, in, in the debates and otherwise.
3: Once again we are joined by Jim Schultz, he the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General, looking good to oust Keith Ellison this November. We know he's putting in the work, so uh it won't be because of lack of effort, that is for sure. Well Jim, uh we only have about <laughs> a minute left. Uh we do want to uh give you an opportunity to share with folks. Where they can find you, website, social media presence, and what you need from the folks to maybe assist and help put you over the top.
4: Absolutely, thanks, Brad. Yeah, my website is jim for m n a g jim f o r m n a g dot com. People can go there to donate. You know, the Democrats in our state have extraordinary amounts of money. We all know that, and people can go there and donate. We need to ensure that we've got the resources to win this uh, to win this race. Um, we'll be all around the state. You know, we put on tens of thousands of miles already through the course of this campaign you know i grew up working on minnesota farms i know how to work hard um we just need to make sure that we've got the resources we need to be up on tv to be on radio to be out in all these other platforms and so people can go there to donate and or to volunteer or otherwise um but we're going to get this done we have to get it done for the future of our state and I just ask people to join with us, and, um, and we're going to get this done for, for all Minnesotans, every color, every creed, every walk of life. We're going to win this race for them.
3: Absolutely. Once again, the website is Jim4MNAG.com. That's Jim4MNAG.com. I went there the other day uh, to sign up to get a lawn sign. So still waiting on that lawn sign, Jim Schultz. I'll be posting that probably. Yeah, we'll that get that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, Jim. We appreciate it. Best of luck going forward, and uh, we'll catch you on the trail. Thanks a lot, Brad. Have a good one. AM-1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with one final short segment on the broadcast. Don't know where.
1: But I nearly died for what it's worth. Come on, AM-1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM-1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive.
0: This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
1: The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com
0: covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision-makers to investigate win-win
3: opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager, at 651-289-4408, or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Get that right.
0: Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh, yeah. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. That's hashtag Narnshow, hashtag Show. Pretty comments or questions? We only got about uh, five minutes to go, so don't know how much uh, I'll be able to get to uh, this uh, final segment. But we do appreciate our guest, uh, Jim Schultz, uh, for checking in. I you know I, I said from the outset, as long as it's uh, someone like uh, Jim Schultz or Tad Jude that's a Republican nominee, Uh, The Republicans have a great opportunity to oust Keith Ellison, and uh, Schultz ultimately became the nominee and uh, just an impressive gentleman and uh, definitely excited uh, to be able to preside over a statewide uh, election victory. Uh, I don't know if we're having an election night broadcast as yet, but that will be fun to finally call a statewide victory for Republicans if it happens and if we don't i, I you know I, just to be able to 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 see it cuz you know i i i've been around a while and i do remember when governor plenty was elected in 2006 the last uh, republican to win a statewide race and i think it, i think it's going to happen i think jim schultz is is going to make it happen ryan wilson who's the auditor candidate uh for against incumbent democrat julie blaha he's got an excellent opportunity as well uh going to get ryan wilson on the show here too i've talked to his folks he wasn't available to come on today but they definitely have committed to a uh, future, uh, future appearance here. Uh, line one, oh, this is off air, is Schultz happy with the moderator? Uh, what are we talking about here? Moderator overseeing their debate? Or Yeah, yeah. Wh- that, which debate? That was DP. the one I
1: mentioned off air. Uh, he didn't specify which. He was just wondering if he had an opinion on that. Does he think, think he got a fair shake there? Oh. Uh, if, he, if he didn't know, never mind.
3: Yeah, I, 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 is he referring to a past debate?
1: No, uh, I believe he's referring to the upcoming debates. Okay, well, with, K- with Ellison.
3: Yeah KSTP, I know the the one he uh, Jim referred to KSTP, uh, Tom Hauser typically oversees those. I like Tom Hauser personally. I think hes as, I think he's a straight shooter, straight arrow. Uh, I've never you know, when both sides accuse Tom Hauser of bias, that's when a good, you, <laughs> that's a good when sign. what yeah that, so to me, I take that as a good sign, and I' you know I've, I, I listen to him personally. Uh, look, there are some things that he says that I don't want to hear. But it doesn't mean he's wrong and it doesn't mean he's biased, you know, and and, and I know some media people bristle at that. But, yeah, as for my money, Tom Hauser, uh is as is much a straight arrow as they come. And, and he's one of the better. I've always felt he's been the better one of the better ones. You know, each station has their own political reporter. And I thought I thought he definitely was a good one. So, yeah, if he's talking about the KSTP one, and if it's Tom Hauser, yeah, I like Tom Hauser, and I think Tom will be fair. And, and let's be honest. There is enough to ding Keith Ellison. I mean, if anything, uh, the moderator goes after a candidate over their record. And he gets an opportunity to say, you know, Attorney General Ellison, are you proud of your record in handling violent crime? And if Keith Ellison says anything other than, no, it's been a complete dumpster fire, well, then, of course, that's that's the opening for Jim Schultz when he gets a chance to rebut. So yeah i'm I'm very much looking forward to that, so yeah this is what it's going to be from from now until uh the Sunday before election day is I've reached out to a number of candidates Minnesota House, Minnesota Senate, as well as some statewide candidates, including uh Ryan Wilson. I talked to his campaign folks just this past week, uh, and we're gonna get them on in a future broadcast here so uh we for whatever we can do to help some of these folks uh. Get uh, get over the top. We're going to do it again. We're just a uh, uh, station down here in Egan, but we don't we're not on the you don't stay on the air for 18 and a half years if you aren't doing something. So that's not to say that our words, the final word and that we've got this tremendous clout or anything, but we definitely want to give these folks a platform and find out where you, the voters, can meet them, reach out to them, what have you. So, yeah, we're going to do that from now until the uh, Sunday for before election day, so particularly, uh, Ari, always good to ha- good, always good to have you on the board, sir. I know this is a few Sundays in a row now. We've That's had
1: right, here. Brad. It's always a good time, and I can tell you, we are looking at uh, uh, an election night broadcast that just oh, came fantastic. up. Oh, fantastic! Okay, yeah, I'm 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 hoping. Okay, I F- think we can pull it off, though.
3: Fantastic! Yeah, we came oh so close in 2010, and that was a year before I started at the Northern Alliance. But I know we came oh so close when Tom Emmer finished like a half a point behind Mark Dayton. So what a celebration that will be if we can finally make it happen <clears throat> this November. So looking forward to that, if indeed it happens. So, folks, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. And Thanks, as always, for tuning time. in. God bless you all. Open Have a blessed week.
2: And let you out into the world. Closing time.
1: At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation.
2: Gregor's thoughts on debt cancellation. You've been
5: lied to on every major issue by the left, but you're being told the truth about climate change. I don't know which I'm more upset by. Newsom's dictatorial order that there will not be any gas-powered cars sold within 13 years in California or the... The Biden, completely illegal canceling of uh, tuition debts. The bad news from the left is so consistent. The authoritarianism, the corruption is so deep.
1: Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on hosts and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com.
6: International travel is open again, so now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth more than just a vacation this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again walking the ancient streets of jerusalem where jesus walked sailing the sea of galilee and floating in the mineral-rich dead sea with its healing and rejuvenating power sebastian gorka and dinesh dsouza along with our trusted travel partner inspiration cruises and tours personally invite you to experience israel with them this november to book your trip to israel Log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519.
2: We know saving money is great. That's why Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has a sale of up to $2,475 off a new furnace and air conditioner combo. Just in time for the fall snap, Standard Heating has brought back the September triple saving sale. This month's promotion, plus manufacturer rebates, plus utility rebates, it gets better. Standard Heating takes care of all the paperwork for you. That's a combined savings of up to $2,475. They're also offering 0% financing standard heating and air conditioning has 92 years of service in the community that's three generations of the same family owned and operated business take advantage of this month's triple saving sale with up to two thousand four hundred and seventy five dollars off and hurry because this offer ends september 30th visit standardheating.com standard heating and air conditioning providing the comfort you deserve since 1930 standardheating.com mention the patriot that's standardheating.com
1: AM 12